If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? You're listening to episode 198 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64Josh. On this very, very special episode, I'm going to be interviewing Ash Paulson from Game Explain. What's going on, man? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Thanks for inviting me on uh, on your show. Yeah, dude. Thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time. Really, really excited to do this. It's going to be a blast. So, uh, before we get started, guys, that music you just heard is from On Being Human. You can check them out on Spotify and YouTube. Remember, this is an unofficial Nintendo podcast. And if you would like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com/npc. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. The chair I'm sitting in from OPC. Go to n64josh.com/opc. Automatically save ten dollars at checkout. And if you'd like to pick up my book, Another Castle, go to n64josh.com slash another castle. With that, we're going to just jump right into the interview. Hey, All right. listen. All right. So let's see. Uh, Ash, what's your what's your history with Nintendo, man? Well, I have been playing games since I was about four or five years old. Uh, I started with the original NES. And uh, my parents got me an NES for Christmas that year, I believe. And uh, my first game was Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, the combination cartridge. What uh, color zapper? Uh, red. <sighs> it's okay. It's all right. I, had a, it... I know. I had a red zapper. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think like a lot of people from my generation who are gaming enthusiasts, I did start with the Mario and Duck Hunt combination cartridge. And uh, yeah, I mean, ever since then, yeah, my mom played Mario with me, and then she very quickly realized that this was like a big thing for me, way more than for her. And uh, yeah, I think I think for me that what really I think kickstarted my love of video games was playing Mario and like my mom and I would struggle to get to the end of World 1-4. And then we finally got to 1-4 and we beat, you know, we beat the dragon, which of course I didn't know that was Bowser at that point. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, we won the game. That's it. Okay, I guess I'm done with Mario. And then I see World 2-1 and my five-year-old mind was just like, oh man, this is a thing. It's, oh, I gotta, I gotta settle in. And uh, yeah, so that's how I started gaming and the rest is history. It was so... It was so different. I was, I mean, similar story for me, you know, like 86, 87 got that same setup, but I was used to playing Atari where it was like, you just kind of had a one level and a high score, you know, that was, that that was, that was pretty much it, you know? So, so yeah, that same kind of thing where it was like, oh, this is going to keep going. Like, yeah, this is going to keep going. I got to make sure my mom doesn't shut this off if I leave it on overnight. <laughs> exactly. I, I remember I used to leave like the NES on for days just to try to beat Adventure Island because that game was so hard and so difficult. Yeah, right, so hard and so lengthy. <laughs> and it was just you had to leave it on for days. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what would you say? Like, did and we're going to I mean, we've got notes. We're going to you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hit on stuff, yeah. but we're just going to kind of chat here. So. Keeping going with the, with the NES, what what were some of the favorites? 
Well, uh, I mean, of course, some of the uh, some of the obvious ones like you know Super Mario Brothers three and actually two. I think Mario two is incredibly underrated. I like uh, I, I like you, man. I like yeah. You. No, I, I love how a, a Mario game that didn't even wasn't originally a Mario game birthed some of my favorite elements of modern Mario. Like Shy Guys to this day are my favorite Mario enemy by far. It's not even close. And those came from a game that wasn't even a Mario game. So right. I love that. Um, I'm also a huge, and anyone who follows Game Explain knows this, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. So mm. I think, I don't know, I think the first Mega Man game I ever owned was Mega Man 3. I think I might have gotten it from my grandma one one birthday or something. And I was just enamored with it. And of course, I, I was too uh, young at the time to beat Shadow Man. I, I always got stonewalled by Shadow Man. But um, it just kickstarted a lifelong adoration of Mega Man and his various successors, permutations. I love the entire franchise. So there's that. Uh, I played a ton of uh, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Uh, I played that. I don't even know how many times I played through that. Because I love the two exclusive levels you got, uh, the, apart from the arcade version. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And... Uh, Man, I mean, those are so. Those are some of the big ones. I'm trying to think. Kirby's Adventure, of course. I'm a huge Kirby fan. He's like yeah. my favorite Nintendo character, and okay. that is definitely what started that for me. And uh, yeah, so quite a few. You know, a lot of the mainstays, but uh, yeah, I just I played. I God, I played such a wide range of games back then. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the more obscure ones. I know I played uh, one of Square's first games, King's Quest. Okay. quite a bit and it wasn't a very good game but i got really into it for some reason hey there you go there you go so yeah. so teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game that was the first time i played video games all night and saw the nice. sunrise that's <laughs> awesome did you spend the whole night trying to beat it or were you just playing it through over and over again playing it through over and over again it was like nice. so I didn't, I didn't own it. My, my, my buddy did. And I was like, and I mean, I loved Ninja Turtles, like love. I still have most of, I probably have 50 action figures in a, in a box in my garage. Most of their, most of their weapons, things like that. And so it was like, he crashed. He's, he couldn't hang, you know? And I'm like, Uh I just would beat it with Raphael, would beat it with Leonardo, would beat it like just, just over and over and over again. Like really really enjoyed it so um yeah that's i i like i feel like we're cut from the same cloth here man like <laughs> well actually i have a bit of trivia that you uh, might get a kick out of and some some uh, of your viewers might already know this but uh my dad actually uh he and i are both really in, in the entertainment industries and my dad actually is a really big voice actor he's a cartoon voice actor his name's rob paulson and he was the voice of uh Raphael from the original uh cartoon no way cartoon and he was actually also Donatello in the not the, the most recent Nickelodeon cartoon, but the the really good one. It was like seat kind of TV, and it was it was the Nickelodeon cartoon before the current one. Oh wow, man, that's amazing! So that's yeah, a- no, he does various voices, and we promote each other. You know, I work in games, he works in cartoons, and and uh, but yeah, those were two of his biggest legacy roles, especially Raphael. And uh, so as as another you know died in the green turtle <laughs> geek like me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I figured you get a get a kick out of that, dude. That's so cool. That's so, now I'm gonna have to go look up some old episodes and <laughs> and and uh, check it out because, yeah, it's the I always. I mean, who who was your favorite turtle? Did it have to be Raphael because um, it was your dad? Or it, it used to be it used to be Raphael because of my dad, but it actually ended. Up, I had to be honest with myself as I got a little older. I'm like, okay, I love Raphael because he's my dad and he's easily my second favorite. Mm-hmm. But Donatello, okay, I, I love Donnie. I I I have a I'm a sucker for like staff weapons so like i really like killick and soul caliber because he wields a staff and sure i don't know i just think it's really cool and i just 
I also love my dad's version of Donatello in one of the newer series. And I don't know you got a staff. He's a nerd. He's just, I feel like he's the one that most people look over because you got Leo. He's the leader. And you got Mikey, who's the party dude. And then mm-hmm. Raphael, who's just kind of a jerk, which is, you know, that's own thing, you know, its own thing, which is really cool. But Donatello, people kind of pass over him and, and kind of downplay him, I think. So I think, I think as so for me, I always, I always bounce back and forth between Raphael and Leo as my, as my favorite. But so I had to get, to be able to play with the the turtles toys as a kid, I had to basically um, convince my grandma that, yeah, it was okay. She bought it for me. And then I immediately opened it so I couldn't return it and then got home. My mom's like, you're not supposed to have those are violent, you know? And then she was like, and then she mellowed out and it was fine. And then they, you know, it, it was all good. But, uh, so for me, I would rate the turtles like Leo, Raph, Donnie, Mikey. Mikey was always my least favorite because I thought he was obnoxious as a kid. But, yeah. but Donnie was always higher on that list for me because of the first turtles game on the NES and you could use his staff. To right. He so always has that levels. range. It's so, I know, I know for the first boss you're fighting, uh, I think it's Bebop, the first major <laughs> boss. And you can just kneel yes. on that wall and just use the down <laughs> attack and just hit him. It's so good. So yeah, I love that. That's what kept him up, up on the list for me was that, uh, being able to get through some of those stages because man that game was no joke well i will say that i love the rivalry between leo and raf and leo and raf fans like you know the uh, there's the fourth ninja turtles movie just called tmnt which wasn't very good mostly mm-hmm. but it did have that subplot about the family being broken and it, it all culminates in that rooftop fight where it's raining between raf and leo and it's just oh the turtle geek in me was like this is the coolest thing <laughs> love it love it love it so let's let's keep you know let's keep moving right along here what i'm assuming you ended up with the the super nintendo at some point yes i did and uh, i basically i've owned every nintendo console and other consoles as well i'm a big playstation fan as well i would say i'm like 85 percent as much a playstation fan as i am nintendo okay um but I've, i've owned every playstation every nintendo console except for the virtual boy i never owned a virtual boy I'm okay with that. You know, I, even when I think about the virtual boy these days, my eyes start burning. So. Right. Yeah. You get a migraine <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. yeah so it. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I've had pretty much every, every Nintendo console since. Okay, cool. What, what were some standout titles on the SNES for you? Uh, oh man. Well, the Super NES, I got to say is, is probably still my favorite console of all time. And okay. I mean, I could go on forever. Of course, Super Mario world, you know, obviously pilot wings, Ninja Turtles 4, Final Fantasy 6, Final Fantasy 4, Chrono Trigger, which is actually my favorite game of all time. Chrono Trigger is just majestic. Um, <laughs> God, I, uh, Mega Man X, you know, all the Mega Man X games, Mega Man 7, uh, Mario Paint, you know, Super Castlevania 4. I mean, I could go on forever. The Super Nintendo was absolutely incredible. And uh, it's still, to this day, I... The Donkey Kong Country games. I mean, there were so many amazing games back then. I, I would say like the 16 and 32 bit eras of gaming kind of combined are like my favorite space in gaming years. I, I get it, man. I totally get it. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those things that like it, it's in a way it's a little bit hard to put your put like to put my finger on exactly. But I, I think part of it is just there was there was so much hype for games back then but it was so limited to like magazines or maybe a tv commercial or totally. you know we couldn't just go and watch a trailer over and over again unless and, and in my case like i didn't even we didn't have a vcr until like i think sometime in the 90s so i couldn't even record anything or you know anything like that it was just 
it was just, Hey, whatever, whatever I could see on the, you know, yeah. while watching cartoons, it was like, Oh, there's a Mario commercial or, Oh, there's Mario cereal. Mom, I have to have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, no, I mean, you and, get that one, one time a month window into, you know, this, this gaming, you know, what upcoming games and, and games from Japan. And it was different back then because literally the only access you had, unless you were games media was these monthly magazines. And that's actually what kickstarted my love. Uh, I wanted to go into being a game journalist when I was a kid because I wanted to be the next Dan Shu or the next Shane Bettenhausen, you know, one of those EGM mm-hmm. writers. I wanted to be them. And then, of course, by the time I was old enough to go to college and actually do it, everything had moved to, to the internet and video. And, you know, it, it wasn't quite the same. But, yeah, I mean, I lived for those days where I would come home from school or summer camp, open the mailbox and see a shiny new issue of, EGM or Nintendo power or whatever. Right. Right. Well, and the thing is now too, like we got to experience that jump from eight bit to 16 bit was like, you know, I can still remember all through like all throughout my history with gaming. I've always heard somebody come into a room while I'm playing like a, like a sports game. And they're like, this looks so real, you know, or uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you, they would say that on the super Nintendo and you're like, it does not, it doesn't look, real. you know what I mean? Oh, and uh, Totally. And I mean, I'm, I'm totally going to age myself by saying this, but I think because, you know, you and I grew up in that context and we have that context, that base of retro gaming, you know, living it. I am, I just, when people complain about graphics today, I just have to laugh because I'm like, even the worst looking games today are mind blowing to me. Right. And, and that never, I mean, that was true of the PS2 era. It was true of the PS3 era. Now you get games like Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4 and, you know, you'll get, you'll get people, you know, pointing out things like, I don't know, like really uh, narrow frame drops or ambient occlusion, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> are you crazy? These games look incredible. Like, why are you even complaining? Yeah. We used to have to use our imagination to figure out what these characters look like. <laughs> Exactly. I I actually, that reminds me, I was on, I think it was either Gaff, maybe it reappeared on Resetera, but there is a, there's a a picture going around probably for years. It's not going around now, but it taught me that I was always looking at Aghanim from a link to the past wrong. What, what, what I thought were, was his, uh, were his eyes were, what I thought was his crown were actually his eyes. And I thought he had like a big pink nose in the middle of his face. And if you look at the picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, some of those early pixel characters, you know, you couldn't, you had to really interpret them yourselves. Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's such a different time. And it's part of me wishes that there was a way to, to, to go back to that. It's never going to happen, but like, just so that other people could experience it because it was, it, it just, there was just so much more magic to this stuff. And, and they didn't have to try to do so much to, to, to bring that magic. It was like, totally the game itself was enough. The, 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 the tiny bit of marketing was enough right now. It's like, you see, you know, you're going to see, I mean, we saw like, especially when that new star Wars or when, uh, episode seven came out, you saw like BB eight on orange, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like on packs of oranges. And it was just like the, yeah. the marketing was everywhere, you know? No. And, and I think, I mean, I love modern games. I'm not one of those like, Oh, the good old days are so much better. Like, no, there are plenty of amazing games today, but I really love that, that developers back then had to get creative with the technical limitations they had to work around. Like, for example, I'm a, huge video game music fan. I'm obsessed with video game music. And I love a lot of the stuff today. But when you go back and listen to old Final Fantasy soundtracks or whatever, and you or NES soundtrack, Mega Man soundtracks, and you you get a feel for the technical limitations these composers had to work around and still get the feelings across in their music. It's brilliant to me. Like the, the Mega Man 2 Wily Castle theme. That was, you know, 8-bit audio hardware. And yet you 
it, it's still one of the most celebrated gaming songs of all time because it, it brings that sense of desperation and slight sadness and Mega Man's, you know, whole situation. It comes through. And it's like, this is old video game hardware. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I'll never forget the first time I heard, I believe it was Mega Man 7, the bass line that runs through. Like, yes. I was just like, this is this is so good. And the, and the other thing with that, too, is the music had to be good enough that it wouldn't get annoying, right? Because right. you're listening to the same thing over and over and over again. And so there's there's definitely some magic that took place. Absolutely. Uh, no, that, that's, that, that's an art form, right? You know, writing music that loops and people are okay with the fact that it loops and mm-hmm. it, it's still fun to listen to. That's an art form for sure. So let's jump ahead again. N64. Okay. Any particular favorites on there? Oh, I mean, of course. I will say that it's probably among my least favorite Nintendo consoles just for that controller. Uh, I I mean, I still (laughs) love it, of course. Like Banjo-Kazooie is one of my favorite games of all time. And I, fingers crossed that we get Banjo and Smash. Please, 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 please let it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, of course, Super Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, uh, Mischief Makers, um yeah golden eye oh yeah uh, i will say perfect dark but i actually was always more of a golden eye fan okay. I, i'm one of those like eh, keep it to golden eye type guys interesting um i will say it's funny i i still remember playing quest 64 and it's not a good game by any means but i didn't hate it as much as some people seem to like quest 64 is like the worst thing ever back then and i don't know i didn't think it was that bad but maybe it holds up in my memories more than it does in real life um cruising usa which was funny too because i played cruising usa all the time and i was uh, recently at a party where i they had it and they had the n64 hooked up and i I was like oh man i'm gonna go play it relive some memories and that game runs at like 15 frames per second (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how i was okay with it back then but it's so choppy and i'm like my eyes were hurting but i was like you know i was younger i didn't know any better so uh but yeah i mean i would say probably if if push came to shove i'd have to say banjo kazooie is like probably my favorite in 64 game i got you i got you yes i i hate to admit it i've i didn't even really play either of the banjo games until they came out on rare replay (laughs) well you know what that's actually okay though because the xbox live arcade ports of those games are actually way better so you actually ended up playing the best versions of those games. So I'd say you actually lucked out in the end. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that, that's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't play that. Uh, that time period uh, it was multiplayer for me. It was, it, sure. it was golden. It was perfect. Dark. It was Turok. It was the wrestling games that were on there. Smash. You know, I mean, it was Smash 64. Yep. My God. Yep. It was smash. It was, I mean, it's so much Mario Kart, Diddy Kong racing. Yeah. Even, I mean, it was just oh, Diddy Kong racing's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Love that game. wave race, 10, eight, like, and yeah. so, and it, that. what's funny. I go by N64 Josh and a lot of people know this, that, that, that listen to the show for a while. Basically I, I was trying to come up with a, with branding and my wife and I are both, uh, we, it, we were dating when the 64 had, had come okay. out. And so it's, I mean, it's a system that we still go back and play and have a great time with. Cause it's just, it's just kind of part of, of us, you know? Sure. And so, uh, and six, four, Josh and six, four, Jen, that's like, I'm like, okay, let's just do it. You know what I mean? And so that's, um, that's where it all came from. But I was, mo- I was playing, a, I was doing a lot of gaming with her. And oh, so, nice. um, that's, uh, that's why I, I kind of, I think other than like a couple star Wars, like the two star Wars here, not, there was more than two, but like, um, Rogue Squadron and Shadows of the Empire were like the main single oh, player man. games I played. And then everything else was pretty much multiplayer. 
Shadows of the Empire used to scare me as a kid because those those <laughs> low, you know, those low poly models that were, you know, trying to kind of get across the idea of certain monsters, they looked so much so much scarier than they needed to. Right. And uh I, I think in one of the later stages you have a Sarlacc pit and that that scared me to death. And there are a lot of things in Shadows of the Empire that really creep me out. And uh I was actually just thinking about how I used to play a ton of Bomberman sixty four. I oh, okay. loved that game. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean like I said, I mean, did you did you ever end up playing any of the of the wrestling games like WCW versus NWO or I did with with a friend of mine at the time, but I, I straight up across the board. I've never been much of a sports guy. I'm not I don't play a lot of sports games. I think one of my favorite sports games ever is NHL 93 for the Sega Genesis. Okay. Like that's how few sports games I play and wrestling. You know, I, I was kind of into it as a kid, but I never like not enough to follow it or play games based on it. I understand. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I was never really into watching it as far as just like on TV or whatever, but those games were just so good. <laughs> like, oh, we totally. just, yeah, we, we couldn't, we couldn't not play them. We were, we were hooked. So yeah, I, I was more in the, uh, street fighter, mortal Kombat smash thing as far oh, as love uh, it. competitive multiplayer games. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Great. Great. I mean, did you, were you, were you super bummed out on the super Nintendo when there was no blood in mortal Kombat? <laughs> I was, and I, I remember spending a lot of time on uh, Prodigy and other like Internet 1.0 services, looking for like Game Genie codes that would turn the sweat into blood, and <laughs> yes. and, and and finding you know coming with very varying degrees of success. But I was also very lucky, very privileged, and had a Sega Genesis as well, so I was able to oh, you know you get the, the Genesis version, put in A B A C A B B, and get yep. the the proper. Oh you know, man, I re- experience my the the neighbor that I would stay the night at his house all the time he had the he had the genesis and i just i can remember i mean i can remember it vividly like the first time i pulled off sub-zero pulling somebody's head off it was just like this is the best thing ever (laughs) oh totally and 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 also and really nintendo ended up winning out in the end because the uh, snes versions of mortal kombat 2 and 3 were fantastic yes they were yeah really good stuff absolutely so okay and then gamecube GameCube is, is still to this day one of my favorite Nintendo consoles. Probably is my second favorite after the uh, SNES, to be honest. And I mean, games like Metroid Prime. Good yes. God, Metroid Prime is amazing. And of course, yes. Super Metroid back in the SNES. I didn't mention that, but yeah, Metroid Prime. Uh, opinions vary on Super Mario Sunshine. I, I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't, but I liked it. It had its problems, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the, ten, the Wave Race Blue Storm, and, and that, that actually hurts. Like, Wave Race Blue Storm and 1080 Avalanche, because Wave Race especially, I miss so dearly. Yep. And I want that series to come back with, you know, in the high-definition era. The water effects were already amazing in yep. SD. I want to see them in HD. So, yeah, I, I played a lot of Wave Race. Um I think I got into, I, I played quite a bit of Mario Golf on the N64 with my dad, and I think I played quite a bit of Toadstool Tour as well. That was like one of the only sports games that I would, like, my dad was into because he loved golf. Um, it's an amazing game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And of course, I got to mention Smash Brothers Melee, which my, my I, at the time, it was groundbreaking. I played it all the time, stayed up all night with friends playing it. My opinion of it has considerably lessened over the years just because of the community and how it's like, you know, that whole thing, you know, Melee at Evo and every game sucks except for melee, you know, screw all the other smash games. That's driven me crazy over the years. I got you but back at the time it came out incredible game. And I still respect it for how, how, uh, the leap forward in smash that it represented. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you get to play rogue squadron 
Rogue Leader? Um, I did. Yeah, that was actually one of my launch games. And it was uh, as a casual Star Wars, Star Wars fan, I enjoyed the game. I wasn't like blown away as like, a, oh, my God, Star Wars. But I right. was I was blown away by the quality of the music. Mm-hmm. You had like, you know, live orchestrated music sampled for the game. And that was fantastic. You got to do the trench run, which was I think was a very good approximation of that scene. And uh, speaking of launch games, Super Monkey Ball. I'm a huge or I was a huge Monkey Ball fan. I think I still would be if another one would, were to come out for the Switch. Like, can you imagine that with the Switch's gyroscope? Let's do it. Handheld mode? That'd yeah. be perfect. Yeah, bring it. It sells itself. Exactly. Like, why hasn't Sega done that yet? Uh, you know, I, that's a good question. Yeah. We should we should get it. Change, change.org. Let's get a petition going. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I will say, you know, it's funny thinking of Sega because that was back when Sega went third party. So the fact that you saw Sonic Heroes... Mm-hmm. on GameCube and PS2 and Xbox was that back then that was a novelty. It's like, oh man, the first ever Sonic game on, you know, a, a Nintendo console. And uh, it wasn't the best game, but you know, I, I had a good time with it. The, uh, the thing I want to, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Like we were talking wave race and stuff. I'm with you. I would love, yeah. love, love. Do you think that can even work today when they just bring out a jet ski game that has no, no like no main character like yeah i just i don't know that it i don't know that it flies anymore well you don't you don't uh you're not a big ryota hayami fan i think that was his name um or yeah uh there's also the sarah hill was in excite bike 64 <laughs> nice and then there was uh there was some girl in 1080 like akari somebody i don't remember but no i hear you and i it's hard because i agree and if they can't justify a new f-zero which you know High-speed racing should be, you know, everyone should be into that. Mm-hmm. They can't sell that in the HD era. I don't know if they can sell jet ski racing. I want it to happen so badly, but we seem to be in this weird lull in the industry right now where arcade racers are just not in vogue, like Wave Race, 1080, and I, I dearly, dearly miss Ridge Racer, and I would give anything for a new Ridge Racer game. And just in general, arcade racers seem to be really out of style right now, and I miss them. It, to me, what I would love to see Nintendo do is pass those IPs off to some smaller indie devs and let them go to work on Me too. something like Wave Race 10 or or the alternative could possibly be you get a mix of Excite Bike Wave Race and 1080 as like an extreme sports game. You, you right. know what I'm saying? Do do that could be cool. Like, kind of get all and three I mean, of them in the mix. So what we've seen recently with, uh, you know, Cadence of Hyrule is, you know, Nintendo farmed mm-hmm. out that out to an indie dev and good for them. That's fantastic. And like, I mean, imagine Sheenan doing an F-Zero game. Like, they could kill that. Like, right. I mean, look at Fast RMX. They could kill the F-Zero aesthetic. But Absolutely. Nintendo, I guess, just isn't interested right now. Well, And it would be, I mean, it would probably, especially F-Zero, I think, you know, if it was a smaller budget and a company with, you know, fewer people and that kind of stuff that they could, that was what they were doing. Nintendo kind of, you know, just helping out along the way a little bit. I think it could be a huge success. And even if it only, I mean, look, I'm a collector of, of physical goods, uh-huh. but, but even if they were just like, you know, eShop e- titles, I mean, look like NES remix, like stuff like that, where it was like when yeah. it, when it, when it initially came out it was just digital and it was like, yeah. Hey, Nintendo do more of this. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I was. I was hoping they would do that with Metroid. I was like, Hey, put out a side scrolling Metroid, that's that's you know 2d side scrolling like super metroid that kind of thing but then put out like uh just keep sending bounties that you have to keep going on 
you know, and, and heading out, like, I'm like, make it a smaller, lower budget game. So if it doesn't sell that well, they're not losing money. They can still make money on something like this, but. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess they kind of tried that concept with Federation Force, but that was so far from the Metroid concept that yeah. people wanted and were hungry for. Yeah, exactly. That it just backfired on them. It, it also it, didn't help that they decided to release it, you know, after, you know, in the time where there had been no Metroid games for how long by then? Years and years. And then after they announced the people, the ones that people wanted, Samus Returns and Prime 4. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, I mean, they have missteps, right? You got like, sure. you got a, like, what was that? Uh, Amiibo festival where they throw animal oh. crossing onto a terrible board game. Right. You know, yes. you know what I mean? Some, it just, it just happens. Sometimes the name alone isn't going to be enough. They still have to, you know, people are still going to, uh, they're going to want quality, right? That's just, well, it, yeah, as I understand it, even like now, nowadays, uh, if I remember correctly, Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story plus Bowser Jr.'s journey, whatever it's called. It had abysmal sales. As far as I remember, like pretty bad sales in the five figures, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Not good. Not, Which, yeah. Not so good. sometimes, you know, missteps happen. I mean, we could, you know, the, just the word internet and that, that, that alone represents one of Nintendo's biggest missteps over the years. <laughs> And they're still figuring it out in 2019. They're like, oh, what is this internet thing is really, it's kind of tough to figure out, but we're trying. Yeah. And it's still, if you know the, like, if you know the history and how they were trying to utilize the internet with the NES and right. And you're like, it's crazy. They're like, oh, it's never going to work. Like, no, yeah. it will. It will. It will. You yeah. Know. One of these days they'll, they'll, they'll get it right. Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. What, this is a fun question. This is this is All fun. Right. I, I really enjoy this. What is a Nintendo game that you haven't played and or completed that we are going to judge you for? So this was this was hard because I was thinking about this one and I, I and I'm not I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I really can't think of that many that there would be. But I think the best ones are I, I came up with a few. And the first one is Metroid Samus Returns. And I got to the very end of it and I got to the, the final boss. I'm not going to spoil it. And, you know, I, I just never came back to it. I lost a couple of times and I really, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't have a problem with the game. I just never went back to it. And I think the problem was the Switch happened. And I just, the Switch for me has supplanted the 3DS, despite its fantastic 3D visuals. Oh, and yeah. It okay. didn't do it for me. I, I thought um, you were talking Game Boy. And I was like, like the oh, original. No. And so I'm not, not even joking you, dude. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because I got to the, like the, I think I had one Metroid left to kill. But oh, I yeah. never owned the Game Boy and I had to give it back to whoever owned it. Uh-huh. And that was it. I could never finish it. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my gosh, he just said, like, literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I did finish the original Metroid 2. I barely remember finishing it, but I know I did. Uh, right. Samus Returns, I just never came back to. Um, I don't know if this will be as big a deal, but both Pokemon Sun and Moon and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, I didn't finish either of those games. I like Pokemon. I just burned out on the battles and i just i just never finished them uh and i guess maybe the most egregious one that maybe your fans will be like what in the world is the entire pikmin series i'm not a pikmin fan i i respect the games i'm not saying they're bad games yeah. they're just not for me i got and you I, just, I haven't completed any of them uh, so i've only completed pokemon yellow okay wow then i, I feel like i'm doing pretty well you're here. doing great and uh nice. yeah i own pikmin 3 I don't even know if I put it into my Wii U. <laughs> yeah, I barely did. I played it for like a couple of hours. I'm like, yeah, I'm good on this. Yeah, the the most Pikmin I've played uh, would probably be on Nintendo Land. Like the yeah, you, you know what I'm talking I, about. I, I hear you. Probably me too, to be honest. And, and I just never, yeah, I never got into it. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, um, I, you know what? I guess I never finished Star Fox Zero, but like, I don't think that's. I'm sure a lot of people understand why that's the case. I mean, if you stopped halfway through the first stage, we get it. You know. Yeah, we, I mean, we, and I feel like I have finished Star Fox Zero because I've finished Star Fox sixty four. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, what are your what are your current thoughts on Nintendo and the Switch? I think Nintendo has absolutely been killing it with the Switch, and I'm so happy to see them if not technically on top because you know PS4 still has more unit sales on top you know and it, it's it's so great to see them go from bottom of the barrel with the Wii U to really hitting on a concept that has taken off with the Switch and you know I I I was worried originally when they announced it hearing about the you know they were going with the Tegra 1 chip I'm like oh is this going to be powerful enough again not that I'm a graphics you know the graphics are the most important thing but I'm like you know you got to try to have some parity some sense of parity with other platforms I was wrong it's they hit on the perfect crossroads between price, portability, and power with the Switch. Mm-hmm. And, and I continue to be blown away by what the Switch is capable of. I just uh, did a comparison on uh, Game Explain for Hellblade, uh, Sinua's Sacrifice. It mm-hmm. just came out. And, you know, if you put it next, side by side next to the PS4 version, you can obviously see where you know, compromises had to be made. But it, it, it's stunning. Hellblade looks stunning on the Switch, and the fact that you can have a game that looks like that in handheld mode, not to say nothing of games like Smash Brothers Ultimate and, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I am consistently shocked by how by what the Switch is capable of. And one of the other things I love about it is that Nintendo has done an incredible job courting the courting indies. And so the Switch has now very quickly become the indie game dream machine. And I love indie games. Yeah. So I'm constantly finding new and cool indie games to play. I just wrapped up playing Blaster Master Zero Two. Huge NT Creates fan, and there's just all sorts of Celeste and and uh, Muddy Gunvolt Burst and and uh, you know the upcoming Katana Zero. And there's so much to play on the Switch. It's fantastic. It's it's bonkers, man. Every every week I do like a. Uh you know, what games are coming out. And I'm like, these lists just keep getting bigger and bigger. And like, everybody has been saying this month alone, how yeah. <laughs> like our wallets are just like, <laughs> give us a break. <laughs> well, and now we're getting these really, really key, you know, these really milestone games from other generations. Like we've got, we now have uh, five Final Fantasy titles on the Switch or will by the end of, of April, we're going to have seven, nine, 10, 10, two and 12. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me that, yeah. that, we're getting multiple Final Fantasies from multiple console generations. And yet we're getting games like Turok. Like, obviously, it's the PC version remastered, but it's still Turok. Like, it's amazing the, 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 the diversity and just the, the breadth of games we're getting on the Switch from various console generations. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Well, hey, we got to uh, we have to wrap this thing up. So where can people find you? Uh, you can find me a couple places, but mainly uh, right now at Game Explain, uh, which you can find at youtube.com slash Game Explain. We are a Nintendo-focused YouTube channel. We do cover all platforms, but we mainly we have a focus on Nintendo, and I am one of the Game Explain team members, so you can find me there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at my name, which is at Ash Paulson. That's A-S-H-P-A-U-L-S-E-N. And I actually just started a new gig at a company called New Radio Media, so if you uh, ever come across their stuff, um, you might find me on there and and see me doing some cool stuff on there so that's pretty much where you can find me all right well hey i do really appreciate you taking the time 
you know, this was yeah. like we I think we would we talk on Wednesday and now we're doing the show. So like No, totally. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm I'm honored to be here. I'm happy to come back anytime, especially if you just want to come and talk nerd out about video game music for an hour. I'd be down for that too. So Yeah. No, I'm I, it's been an honor to be here and thank you to uh your followers for nominating me to do an interview with you. It's been great. Yeah, Shellshock Prime. Thank you so much, man. So yes. all right. Uh Guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Farmers Only. You know, you know the routine. It's at N64Josh everywhere. You can follow this show at NPowerCast. The show notes for this episode be found at N64Josh.com slash NPC198. If you want to email the show, you got questions, comments, NPC at N64Josh.com. Guys, I am working on an article uh, for this Tuesday's talking point, which is going to be the the main focus is going to be about just the 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 saturation of the game market and and how 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 do you guys think we're doing? Like so, that'll be up this weekend. Make sure to get a comment, and we'll be able to talk about it on episode one ninety nine. And then Thursday is episode two hundred. I got something special planned, so stay stay tuned for that. Um, if you guys would like to get yourself a free book from Audible, again, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. The gaming chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. N64josh.com slash OPC automatically saves you $10 at checkout. Uh, we do want to invite you to the Discord. N64josh.com slash Discord. Come hang out, talk video games, find some people to play with. We've been playing a ton of Mario Kart on stream, and I'm actually working on a guide right now. I'm just about to finish it up. So, Because um, I know some of you guys are like, okay, how am I going to get better at this? So I got you. I got you. Also, I know Game Explain has some great videos for Mario Kart because I recently watched them. So um, you can check those out as well. Um, uh, Facebook group, n64josh.com slash Facebook group, if, you, if that's where you like to hang out on the internet. Lastly, if you could rate and review on iTunes, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Ash, thank you again, my friend. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. And, thank you uh, very much for having me, and I would be happy to come back anytime, and congratulations on just about making it to episode 200. That's a huge milestone, so congratulations. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks. Alright, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.